You're listening to Miss City Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. We started recording and then it was just one of us that was recording. So now we're both in it. So I'm here, Lena, and with me is Daniela. Yes. And welcome back to Missed Podcast, guys. Yeah. And today's topic is a little bit of a, I, I wouldn't say in between, but a little bit of a bonus or an extra spark yes. to our podcast. So we wanted to share our experiences with yoga games that we attended and were presenting at just two weeks ago. And it was it's, fun. Uh, yeah, it's so much fun. So it's uh, Scandinavia's biggest yoga conference. And it's held both in Stockholm, Gothenburg, and now Malmo. And they're also expanding, I think, Yeah, they think they're going to go to year. Copenhagen. They're going year. to Copenhagen. Yeah. So very exciting. So there are people from all over the country and then also international teachers and presenters coming. And they also have a marketplace where... You know, they sell jewelry or yoga props and yoga clothes and everything related to yoga or, you know, wellness, I would say. Yeah, I remember the first year when I was here and they contacted me, I thought, and I said this in the other episode, I thought their name was really cool, like Yoga Games. I th I really think, I like their, their names. I think it works. Um, and also so honored to be part of it. And I didn't know, you know, what to expect of it or, or even what to do of it and it was so much fun last year and again this year it's I really like teaching with big groups of people mm -hmm. I think I mean I don't want to say I like it more but maybe I do more than just a few people I mean it's, mm -hmm. there's something really special about teaching <clears throat> with um you know with a very small intimate group but there's also something so powerful and special about teaching a group a group a big group of people mm -hmm. because i believe that at some point it becomes like this collective um energy that you know gets created that the more people the more power it has yeah um so the more I don't know, touching, I would feel it is. Even though you would say, well, you know, if it's too big, it's a little bit unpersonal and all these things. And for me, to be honest, I feel it's the other way around. Yeah. The more people I have, I think the more energy we can bring in together mm -hmm. and the more transformative or the more uh, profound it can get. Mm -hmm. And I think for both of us, since we're working with energy, both in, you know, our yoga teaching in different ways for both of us and then also doing, you know, energy work, it's, it comes natural for us to do that. Um, and like you said, it's different to teach a small group. It's more intimate. But at the same time, at a conference like this, this is no one's home studio. This is no one's space. This is just for everyone to get together. And I think you can feel that. You can, you know, meet people, relate to people. And 
I think we touched up on this before, but when I was in the States, I felt like anytime I put down my mat in a yoga studio, I could just turn around like, oh, hey, what's your name? You know, let's grab a coffee afterwards. And that openness of just talking to people and there are no, you know, set rules of how the studio works. Like it's a little bit the same everywhere, I feel like in the States. And here... In Sweden, I think you can see many differences at different yoga studios. It's a certain vibe or there's a custom to how you do certain things. If you're allowed to talk in the room before, if you're starting your practice beforehand or whatever it is. And I get that feeling at yoga games, like when people are just coming together and meeting for the first time, maybe, and practicing together. Yeah, everybody seems so excited to be there and and really just open for an experience um, mm-hmm. to come across. So, yeah, really fun. Yeah, fun times and very well organized. Like it's, I think they sold like over, you know, almost two thousand tickets this time. So Yoga Games is over a weekend. So it's Friday till Sunday, and there are a lot of people and just getting everything to to click like from the start of a class, everyone putting their mats down, like the music and and everything in between. I think they're doing it so well. Yeah, because to be in the back end of things, like it's very different when you come into a conference and everything just kind of flows and everything, you know, goes together and you know where to go, you know what to do, you know where the class is, you know the schedule. Um, That's one thing, yeah. But to really be in the back end of seeing how everything comes together, the people that help and um, volunteer to organize these things and just to be behind it, how everything comes together, how mm-hmm. you're guided to where you need to go, um, how everything is, um, how do you say, marked everywhere mm-hmm. so that you know where to go, you know what to do, um, that you know this, the description of the classes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how everything together seems to work so effortlessly, mm-hmm. which I'm sure it's like, and I'm, I'm really sure that it's not effortless, um, that it takes a lot of work to really put something together that feels as if it's effortless. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the organizers, like I remember all the ones that, you know, cause when you come into, to teach, you have somebody that is, you know, always there to make sure the lights work, the music work, to make sure that, you know, that you get what you need in terms of if you need extra things, if you have a mat or, um, to welcome people in. Mm-hmm. And they're so nice. Yeah. They're really, really super nice helping you, um, answering any questions you have and, and making sure that you have all the information you need and that all everything is taken care of so you can just focus on teaching. Yeah, yeah it's so nice feeling that, you know, <clears throat> every everywhere you go or whatever you do, like someone's got your back. Like as soon as you get there as a presenter, like someone is like, okay, you're going into this room. Here are your clothes. If you wear, want to wear these clothes or here's some coffee, do you need anything else? You're going to be in this room. Like, do you have everything you need there? And then just like... Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed, like last year, I think I took so many classes because I was so excited to just even practice with everybody, you know, to just be in this big room in one little mat and just kind of disappear with the crowd. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I also love about big classes that you can just disappear, mm-hmm. but not really disappearing is more like merging with yeah. everybody mm-hmm. and you can just do your own thing and everybody's having their own experiences that become your own experience. It's really, really a, a beautiful thing. So it was so fun last year because I just got to go to so many teachers and meet so many people. Um, but this year I was so sick. Mm, and so I was true. so sick. And I remember like even on Friday, I had to cancel all my 
all my classes at the studios and I was supposed to teach there Saturday and Sunday and on Friday I woke up and I was like I just need to cancel all my my mm -hmm. classes to save your voice to a save bit, my it was voice, voice and to save and to rest mm -hmm. as much as possible to be able to teach mm -hmm. you know tomorrow and so on Friday I was just like I don't know how I'm gonna do this I have yeah. no idea but you know when you when you have something that you're so excited about um like I woke up on Saturday and I think like the adrenaline kick in uh -huh. and I was like oh I can do this um even though I probably was or was it still kind of getting out of the cold and it still needed a lot of rest but I was just so excited to yeah. be there and I was like I don't think I'm contagious at this point because I've been sick for like over 10 days so I think it's more like my body will use or could use some rest um but I am just too excited so then I went and I was teaching and I was trying not to have the mic too close those mics mm -hmm. are so sensitive Mm -hmm. so sensitive i mean if you put the mic like to if you breathe through your mouth it makes a sound don't breathe through your mouth so you can <laughs> breathe through your mouth you have to breathe through your nose the mm -hmm. whole time uh, and make sure that what you say is very well pronounced yeah super clear super clear yeah. uh, that there is no like lingering mm -hmm. and there is no yeah breathing or anything um it takes some time to get used to like always like a uh, Anytime you come in to teach, if you come into new space, like learning, okay, how does the sound bounce? Where can I walk? How should I turn? And then that, this, th these are big rooms. So going in there and then you're in a certain place, you can hear the bounce back of your voice from the mic. You're like, oh. And then it's like waiting. Like actually I had um, three of my, my students from my previous training they were there to assist me in class because there were a lot of people so they walked around and gave hands on assists and they said oh my god you know you talk so clearly and I, I didn't think about it while teaching but I think I realized pretty quickly I have to because otherwise people wouldn't hear yeah so you had to really pronounce it like you said everything very clearly did you teach in English or Swedish? No, in Swedish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it was interesting for me to teach in English. And I think a lot of international teachers that come, they teach in English. Yeah. But I realize that my students now are so used to my language mm -hmm. that when I come and teach, you know, publicly in the studios, um, I don't have to repeat certain things and I don't have to be as clear as mm -hmm. possible because they already know me. They know you're teaching well. your sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there I had to like really repeat certain things and be super like use very basic language in a sense especially mm -hmm. when I was trying to explain a cue mm -hmm. um, so that people could follow yeah and understand what I'm saying but yeah quite a quite a fun experience for mm -hmm. sure so I was teaching um a class well it wasn't actually a class it was a workshop a transitions workshop and you know, usually my workshop are, workshops are smaller. I want to keep them a little bit smaller so I can go around, help everyone out. And then I realized, like, the room is starting to fill up. And I asked the person helping me out, like, in the room, setting up the room. I'm like, do you know how many people are going to come? She's like, oh, prob probably, like, uh, 45, 50. I'm like, oh, okay, a transitions <laughs> class with, like, 45, 50 people. I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. It's a new experience. But Indeed. I think it went... You know, it's hard to tell. You know, people came up to me after and said, thank you. But maybe they were just nice. But I, I think people enjoyed it. So, mm -hmm. But it's very interesting to do that. Like you said, in a big, big group. <laughs> Lena, I just... Um, 
laughing about our conversation afterwards in dinner. So after that's the Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, we went to dinner and then we're. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening to my voice, but we went to dinner and then we we're talking about, you know, how the classes went and how everything mm -hmm. is together. And then Linus are saying. So this is this is a dinner with uh, all of the presenters yeah. were invited to this dinner, which was super nice. Just chatting with everyone outside. But yeah. And then Lena started, there was this one of the teachers that was saying, you know, that everybody came afterwards and then, you know, that they wanted to keep in touch with the teacher. I don't remember his name at, the, at this moment. And then Lena and Lena started saying, well, nobody wanted to take my business cards. Yeah. yeah, this was the thing. So he's like, oh, my God, you know, my Instagram is just blowing up. Like everyone's starting to follow me and they want to connect. I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> And just the day before, like a couple of days before, like I was going through my things, like what I should bring to yoga games. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have any new business cards. Oh, I have to do express business cards and like, let's get a lot of them. So I got a lot of business cards. So then I'm there, like when I taught, like after I taught, like I'm like, hey, I'm putting out the business cards. So I think people could see them. Maybe I should have been more clear, but you didn't know. you tell people you can come and take my business? You know, card? if you have questions, whatever. And then if they came up, like I would give it to them. So you didn't clearly tell people. I didn't say like come take my card. You didn't say you no. don't think you have to tell people what to do. Well, I don't want to be rude and like stuff it down their throat, but <laughs> well, I probably should have because they didn't their take hand it. <laughs> into the car. No, no, but some like if they came up and they're like, Oh, thank you so much. I'm like, taking my business card <laughs> and I was just handing it out. So now I probably have like out of those five hundred business cards I might have left like ten. <laughs> four hundred four hundred and ninety. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Four hundred and ninety. So if anyone wants a business card, let me know. Send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> It was it's hilarious so just to hear Lena. I was like, well, nobody really wanted to take my I'm like, what did you do? How do you do? He's like, people are just coming up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Some, yeah. People, some are people are more famous than some others. Some people are then. famous. Some people are famous. Yeah. yeah. But I also think that um, I also find that sometimes, like if I go to a yoga class and there is a teacher giving out something, sometimes I just, I find my way to find them. Yeah. Like, I'm really resourceful. Mm -hmm. So I stalk them sometimes. Yeah. You know. Um, because, I mean, business cards are really nice. But it's usually if there is, like, something else that, like, some information that is there that you needed. Or a discount. If, or a discount. <laughs> like so you that, did. Like I did. That's why everyone came and took your card. Because are like, <laughs> okay, here's an offering. Everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> That's yeah. smart. Well, I just felt like... Um, yeah, I don't know. I had that idea of... Like, yeah, it's a great thing, like offering something at a specific event. Hmm. So it's a nice touch. Yeah, I thought it was nice for, especially the people that come new to, to me, mm -hmm. um, to give them a little insensitive or just a discount for them mm -hmm. to, to come see what I do. Especially because I know that sometimes, I mean, the energy work is really, it's you know, directly related to yoga, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody that goes to yoga knows or has mm -hmm. experienced energy before. So I feel as if, you know, for some people, even though they're already into a very spiritual world and into very yoga, they are still very new to energy work um, and to, yeah, mm -hmm. th this, you know, this kind of work. So I thought it would be interesting maybe, you know, to invite them into mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it might be a way for people to actually get into, you know, a new path of yoga for them. Absolutely, absolutely. So 
Very interesting. Okay, so what's your biggest takeaway from, from the weekend of yoga games? Well, my biggest takeaway, that's a really good question, friend. Um, yes, my biggest takeaway is how much I love to teach bigger groups, mm. how much I feel so connected to share mm. what I have to offer. And that doesn't necessarily mean because we've been talking about this, um, I'm retrieving a lot from teaching yoga public classes, um, meaning teaching often in a lot of it. But what I really took away from it, it's that it's not the, the fact, like me retrieving from teaching yoga publicly um, or, you know, in a set schedule, set regular mm -hmm. schedule does not mean, because I, at the beginning when I started thinking about that, I was like, oh, is it that I don't want to teach yoga anymore? Is it that I don't like yoga anymore? And I started all these like questions. But what I was clear to me that, that weekend of yoga game is like, no, I love teaching. I love teaching. I love guiding. I love sharing. Um, it's just the form mm -hmm. in which it's going to be delivered is changing. Yeah. Meaning um, the everyday week, the everyday set schedule, set schedule mm -hmm. it's maybe perhaps not working for me. Yeah. But, you know, events like this, gathering people together um, and sharing the message that I have to share and sharing the yoga, which is a, me a message on itself, it's definitely there. So I really appreciate the fact to be able to see those things is that you reassure, no, I love yoga and mm -hmm. I love to teach. It's just the form is changing. Mm -hmm. So, yes, and also another takeaway was yoga for everybody is so different. Oh, yes. Right? So everybody comes to yoga for different aspects of yoga. Um, and one of the things that I was able to to see from just observing around and how everybody takes yoga, why they're there, what they're expecting from it, what they like about it. It's really interesting to see myself reflected, you know, at some point in my journey, I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. um, and now what yoga is to me and how it's changed and how my message when I teach yoga has changed mm -hmm. as well. Um, because before, if you say yoga is this, then I would just take it for what it is. So if somebody would come to me and say, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is what, you know, the swamis used to say, and that's the traditional yoga. I will take it for what it is mm -hmm. without any questions, without trying to see if that specific philosophy worked for me or not. But now after, you know eight years of yoga or nine years of yoga, I can really take in what serves me mm -hmm. and I can let go of the rest without yeah. feeling that I am failing a system mm -hmm. or that I am not, you know, being a good student, a good student. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because now for me, it's like, well, my connection to yoga is so different and the way I want to move my body and the way I want to think about this whole spiritual thing, it's very different and it doesn't need to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be what it is for me. So I, I really love the idea of noticing how we can just come to yoga for different things and that yoga feels us um, and teaches us in so many different ways. Um, yeah, and it's also interesting to know how everybody, all the teachers take yoga very differently, how all the students, you know, take different um, things from yoga. So 
yeah it's just an mm. observation lots of observations mm -hmm. to be honest what about you nice well i think coming back to i think what got like not what i first liked about yoga because that was the the physical practice itself but then the second thing that made me actually stay and now making yoga such a big part of my life is the community and i think yoga games is doing that very well like building community like getting people together so what i love the most about those weekends is just like going around like taking class being a student and then coming outside of the room meeting students or fellow teachers and talking to them then going into another room and being the teacher of the room like you can be all of these different parts but you're still yourself like i'm no different from when i'm a student to when i'm just there as myself or when i'm a teacher like i'm always the same but that there's a space for that i can be me in so many different ways at the same time and you know that that might not be true for everyone maybe people go there and they're a teacher the whole weekend and you know that was what's working for them but for me it's just like being whole like that and just meeting people and chatting with people and you know seeing students i haven't seen in years or you know meeting new friends or like you said people have different practices and some some come there and they're completely new to yoga maybe this is their first interaction so the fact that there is a place for everyone and to be able to create something big like that in such a way i think that's super nice yeah the community feeling is really nice and that's one of the things that really get me excited of going because you know you're going to see so many people that you like you know you're going to see so many people that you you know that you don't get to see together as often mm -hmm. and yeah and just have fun together yeah in the mix of teachers too i think they're doing a great job both um andreas and, and david that's putting everything together inviting different types of pe people different types of teachers and presenters and getting like a wide range of what yoga is like you said yoga is not just one thing and it is ever-changing so if i think about it i would probably be one of those practitioners that took five classes that day in the hardcore ones but today i'm like okay i'm going to pick and choose what i'm going to take and then just spend the time like mingling around for me that represents my yoga today much more than just doing the physical practice indeed mm -hmm. so well with that said i think we just want to say thank you so much to yoga games for letting us be a part of it and thank you for everyone that came and came and saw us and if you didn't take my business card you can always <laughs> write me <laughs> there's still a chance there's still a chance and yeah if you get a chance yoga games is coming up in stockholm in uh, i don't know the next couple of couple of months mm. so check it out there might actually be still an early bird Price. Also, if you loved it and you're here in Malmo, I mean, Copenhagen is right there. So yeah. you can also go to Copenhagen mm -hmm. when they come. Yeah. So keep your eyes open and, you know, yeah. See you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, guys. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> we forgot to say something really important. Lena, go ahead. Oh, so what we're doing with um, Mystic Home Mystic Home is the community we're creating together and we want to create that with you. So Mystic Podcast is a part of our 
way of building community. But what we want to do is build more, both of an online and a physical community. So if you're not here in Malmo, or if you are, and you want more information of what's going on, you should join our Facebook group. Yes, be part of our Facebook group. We want to support each other. We want to empower each other and create a community where we can just simply have a space to share. Share whatever it is going on with you or share anything that is exciting. And just in general, we also have a lot of um, get-togethers coming up and also get-togethers online and get-together physically um, so we can keep on creating this community, mm -hmm. this mystical and also very human community. Um, so please be part of our Facebook group if you want more information about this and to be part of this. What's our Facebook group name? Mystic Home. Mystic Home? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can just request um, to be part of it and we'll be happy to invite you into the group. Okay. Until next now, time. Now we're done. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for turning into Misted Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation. 